life is weird. Well, first, life is weird in many regards from one. It's like just the title of this podcast, you know. I never thought, for example, I'd be, you know, doing a podcast. I mean, I know that's the point of all this. But I always wondered when people say, you know, I never thought I'd have viewers or this or that. Or, you know, people go, go on and, you know, they're the same. They go on like, oh, I never thought I had this many people watching me on YouTube. And now I'm hot. When, when people go on and, you know, they, they get in their mindset and they start talking about all that stuff, I always wondered, like, how? I mean, you clearly knew that means something. Cynicism, I guess, are you just saying that? Just like, are you pulling a stunt girl? Sis. But uh, I get it now. I mean, doing this specifically, I get it. You know, it's like lunching. You just do it, do it. But you don't have any expectations. I mean, that's what they're basically saying. I had zero expectations about this. Um... And nevertheless, people listen. And that was, I remember when I started seeing people, the analytics started going up, and I started seeing that were actually listening to me. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> wait, they, wait, they're they listening to me? Ugh. And then, like, all this, like, insecurity around me and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm, coming. I'm literally going through the same process. Now, all those people that I watch on YouTube and that they, you know, I hear on the radio or on talk shows or whatever, when they come talk about, you know, oh, I'm being watched, I'm being seen, you know, I'm being listened. Someone heard me. I never understood what the hell and, and what they were coming in a sense because I didn't understand where they're coming from. Because I was never in their shoes, and, 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 and basically, I guess. I guess that's what I'm basically going with, right? I'm, I wasn't in their shoes. Now that I'm in their shoes, in a sense, not in reality. I mean, like, no, I mean, I still have, like, what? Like, what, 10 people listen to me, have listened, you know? Uh, uh, no. These are videos, you know, my, my podcast um, episodes. No, just, like, 10 max, you know. But, like, okay expected what to I mean nothing I didn't have any expectations so when I saw they were actual human beings you know spending time it felt weird and that's when I said damn my life is so strange I mean this is definitely not what I'm supposed to be doing and here I am I'm talking for you know anyone to listen to I guess because technically I, I made this as accessible as I could I could to as many people, you know. Life, in that sense. Now I'm on the other side of the screen, I guess. And a little, you know, framework that I'm working with in my mind. Now, I'm, I'm in there, which I wasn't before, in, this, in, in, in every sense. Um, but in others, I mean not. <laughs> and I mean in, in various with their life, you know, they're first of all they're not worrying about where the hell are they in it. They're and they had to sleep next day. The, where am I going to rest my body? That's not doesn't really cross their their brains. That except you know when they're working out at the gym or some girl. I mean I see you real, you know. I mean. And yet, for a split second, I mean, I felt some, in some level, I felt similar, and not similar, of course, but I felt similar, you know, feelings and emotions that, that they were feeling. And it's clear because something that they went through, I mean, the two, presumably, and you know, I'm assuming that they went ahead and 
started, you know, only had one person listening to them. And then, you know, a year passed and maybe, you know, now they had 10 people listening to them. And then, you know, stuff like that happened. I've literally seen, like, people's channels and stuff like that literally grow. And, you know, I'm doing this and my life is completely in the exact opposite. And that's, you know, that's just how life is. I mean, I'm homeless now. And um, it's a very weird thing to be homeless. Um, you know, and that's what I'm saying. Life is just weird. So I'm having to worry about, like, and I'm being things I've never really had to worry about before. They're just things that I'm thinking and I'm having actual thoughts that didn't really cross my mind before. You know? Like, I didn't really... As I'm walking by a need or something like that, am I really thinking, like, I should go ahead and and snatch that water bottle that I see hanging over there? It's outside that store. They have this, the whole thing of water bottles right there, and I'm dying of thirst right now. And I really don't want to be spending any of my money. You know? <laughs> you know, that's not the problem. But the thought came to snatch this right now, and I really want to. That wasn't something that really happened to me. You know, I don't really have an instinct to steal. I just don't. Um, I'm a very shy person, and I avoid conflict. And trust me, <laughs> stealing causes conflict. <laughs> I don't want to get caught. And, and that's one of those things, like, if I get caught, what the fuck situation. And I'm in a totally different situation that I never thought I was going to be with in life. And, you know, growing up, I never thought... This way, it always seemed real. Like I remember my mother always afraid. You know, you know, maybe, you know my mother having issues paying with the rent and crying, and you know, she was, you know, I just remember. I'm just going, coming out of the room, going to the kitchen. I see my mother in a dinner table, just on the, you know, with, you know, just eating a slice of bread with butter, just, and, you know, just crying, just, you know, not sobbing, you know, you know, just with one, you know, the bread, you know, she's dipping in the butter in one hand, and you know, her going through the bills on the other hand. Going to envelopes, going to the bills. You know, we, you know, I mean, I remember going, I'm having those memories. I remember having those thoughts like, oh, is the landlord going to kick us out and stuff like that? But it never went from that to like, I'm going to be homeless because even when things got really bad and like the, the landlord was saying, you got to move and blah, 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 you got to leave now, you guys have like a month or something like that, the situations happened, we always had a place to, to go. I was never on the street. You know, my mother handled those things for me. I had someone to handle them for me, right? <laughs> I wasn't in my mother's shoes. I was in the shoes of a kid. And um, kids are going to think what kids think. No, I'm in a situation now, and I mean, no, okay, so that's, now I'm, I'm going through all this because it's just an embarrassing thing to go through right now. It's embarrassing, and I'm just tiptoeing around this whole thing, and so I'm just cutting straight into it, which is normally not like what I like to do. I like to go straight to the point, and let's go on from there. But it's embarrassing. It's not. I'm not going to pretend like it's not. It's a embarrassing in the sense that you you feel like you're. Um, Your whole world is upside down. But you're still 
upright. So everything else is flipped and you're walking straight. You're still walking normally as everything is completely backwards. And I see myself <laughs> in a completely different light now. Like I'm now a, a, a homeless person who who has a lot of those, who now has that struggle to talk about. There are other things I thought when well, I was going to talk about the struggle. There are various things I, I was going to talk about. But even if I was ever going to deal into how which I was, I thought I was going to deal with the homelessness aspect. I never thought it was going to be like a. <laughs> I thought it was always going to be like a, th- a hypothetical thing. Like it was going to be like an abstract concept for when it came to myself. You know, I never thought it would be like, oh, I'm talking off of personal experience. I'm telling you this off of personal experience. No, people don't choose to be homeless. Like I'm, you know, you know, to come on. I always made those arguments, and I remember always having these debates, you know, with people online on my Facebook and stuff like that. And like, you really think people are gonna, you know, spend their time and day thinking, yeah, you know, this is what I really want to do with my life. I really want to go ahead and rubbish through trash, go ahead and pick up cans, so I can go ahead and, and or plastic bottles of water, or other pla- or just plastic in general, so I can go ahead and turn them in for you know, ten cents a a, a bottle or five cents, you know, nickel a bottle or things like that. You know, you, you think people are like, this is what they're going through in their heads. Like, this is all planned out. I mean, people genuinely talk to people like that. Like, this is all a choice. Like, you chose this for yourself and all that. And, of course, obviously what they're, they're, they're clearly making, and I'm not going to pretend I'm going to straw man them. I, I know what they're trying to say. They're saying, no, the life decisions that you made, okay, the life decisions led you to the point of becoming homeless, sis. Sis, you're homeless because of your life choices. Well, I, I mean, you know, I, that's what they're saying, right? It, you know, they're saying that all the little things that you did in the past worked up to that very moment, which is now, your present day, which I'm talking now for me presently, at this very moment, I'm homeless. I'm homeless. You know, and I wouldn't have so much shamed around it if, you know, if it, if it was just me that's homeless. But of, of course, it's not just me. <laughs> of course, I have a partner. And my search, you know, now unfortunately, my, my partner is now homeless along with me. <laughs> and that's the worst part about it. <laughs> and, you know, as she's dealing with, with, the, with, with a lot of this. And I know for damn well that she didn't ask for this. You know, she didn't ask to be homeless. She didn't choose this at all. <laughs> Anyways. So, girl, what happened? Well, thanks for asking. Thank you for asking. <laughs> we moved out from, due to my, my partner and I, we were from Miami. We live. We we're from, particularly, and we're from home, from Miami, Florida, Homestead. You know, we're from Homestead. So those, so those of you from from Florida, 
You guys know Miami. And those of you in Miami know <laughs> Homestead. <laughs> so we're from Homestead. Um, and uh, she and I you know, have been together for about five years now. Um, it's very awkward talking about all this. Anyways, um, the COVID-19 pandemic happened, right? And before that, we were had our jobs, as we talked about in, early in the podcast. And, and the, the beginning of this podcast is basically, basically me putting my opinions about the, pod, about the pandemic on the podcast on basically as I like keeping it on the record. Um, like my whole intention was like, I need to have this be said and put on the record. So nowhere in history can they ever be said that, you know, because I've read the People's History of the United States and stuff like that, a People's History of the United States and all that. You know, these sorts of things, us, the people, you and I, the, 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 our diaries, the way our opinions, all these things matter to historians later on. They need other pieces, other historical documents like your diaries and things that you have in your personal possessions to piece together the stories that are around the future. Because remember, there is such thing as bullshit. When it comes to history, there's a lot of it, because unfortunately, people know once things can have been written, you know, things can be manipulated because they're going to be stored, and hence, you know, things you know follow. You can morph those stories um, because they seem very, very, you know. I'll go into specifically in the podcast, I guess, when it comes, if I want to ever delve into like the epistemology of all this. But, you know, when it comes to things, written things, text, all that come as primary sources or all like main sources of information. And, you know, they're considered like almost sacrosanct in, in history. And like these are the main things that you based everything off of, you know, are the written texts. That's why, you know, you know, anyways, um, there's also like a whole prestigiousness around writing and stuff and so on and so forth. Like back then, it was like the class system was preserved by writing and all that. And, you know, peasants couldn't read or write something. But anyways. You get on to... Um, oh, Lord. Anyway, so we're, we're from Homestead, girl. <laughs> we're from Homestead. Homestead, Florida. Dade County, the 305. Anyways, the COVID-19 pandemic happened and um, uh, our jobs that we've had and, you know, everything that our life basically went to shit as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. I didn't see it coming. I did not see that my life was going to devolve that way, but it did. Um, I just didn't, I didn't expect that, but it happened. Um, you know, it happened. It starts off by, you know, you being, um, the, you know, the hotel you're working at closing down temporarily because of the, the stay-at-home orders, you know, that happens, you know. It starts off like that. Then it starts off by saying, you know, oh, we're not going to continue you know, but don't worry, you know, you're still on the payroll and stuff like that. And, you know, based off the laws that are being passed and blah, 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 don't worry. You're still on the payroll. And actually, you're still going to get paid. Okay? And there's this thing called the Paycheck Protection Program. We're going to get it. Okay. I hope so. Because that sounds like what I need. <laughs> I need my paycheck protected, bitch. So let's go ahead and do that. Do that, please. Okay? So that starts off like that. 
Um, two weeks passed. Okay, I got a. Oh, I, I got a. I didn't go to work for two weeks, but I, I got paid. Oh, okay. Why? Okay. You gave me this based off of the PPP loan. You guys, it, it, apparently, it said 14 days of, of paid leave, paid sick leave. They treated the shutdowns as the 12 of the 14 days of sick leave that you were going to get paid. Okay, so you get, we'll pay for that. That's it. That was the only payment I got off my job. <laughs> so I got that last paycheck. So, okay, I got my last paycheck that I had just worked off of, that I just worked, I had just earned. Okay, and then I got the one that was given to me from um, off the 14 days. And then... A stimulus check came in and I had my savings okay so a stimulus check went straight into my savings account and then that, that, that last check that just went in the two from the, the during this quarantine that you know the quarantine happened I'm not going to work but they gave me they still pay me the two weeks of leave that they said they were gonna do okay I got the two weeks paid leave all right that's going in my savings savings have to be wrapped up I'm now scared because <laughs> You guys are telling me, because apparently we had all these Zoom meetings, um, that we're not going to open up, you know, things are not going to open up yet. So, I'm now fucked, it seems. My girlfriend works in the same fucking place. We have the same job. We're both um, hotel employees. We both lose our jobs the same day. It starts off by that. So then the hotel reopening in on one September on October, when was this? Actually, when did they reopen? Oh no, Jesus! They reopened significantly earlier. They opened in around May. Yeah, I remember. So they opened in around May, but didn't tell us what they opened up. Management and um, other. No close employees, and actually their family kept the business up. <laughs> Can you believe that? They got their kids and all that to do housekeeping and all. I'm being so serious right now. And doing the front desk work and all that was run by their wives. Their wives were doing the front desk work, so they need they didn't need the front desk agents. <laughs> they said, fuck you to us, right? All right, so I'm like, oh my God, I... I could not believe this. This is what I heard. So I went down to, to go see it myself. And I drove down there and I saw it. The hotel's open. Um, it is open. And unfortunately, I see my managers working the front desk. <laughs> so I'm now horrified. I'm like, oh no, my job. <laughs> That's when you know, girl, your job is gone. <laughs> Uh, when your managers and your family are doing their jobs for you, it's over. So, I mean, so, even during the pandemic, by the way, even during the lockdowns, I was scared to the brim. So I applied for every single work job that I could find. I mean, a work job. Any, t any type of, um, you know, I'm talking about labor-intensive job I could find. When it came to cleaning, I tried to do any type of janitorial job I could find, anything. And they were always snatched up immediately. Okay. 
Of course, it's a crisis, and people are losing their jobs left and right in this country. And what do you what you think? Do people are not going to go ahead looking for jobs too? Yes, it was a whole myth. The whole bullshit about people are not going to go to work and people don't want to work and this whole six hundred dollars in their unemployment aren't going to keep people not going to work is all bullshit. Because I kept seeing it right in front of me. The jobs were going away. They were going away. <laughs> they were being snatched up by people, and thankfully they were getting it. And but I wasn't getting it. So good for them that they got it. But I needed the job. I needed a job too. My girlfriend was trying so hard and we couldn't get so we were trying and we couldn't get a job. We tried contact tracing jobs and then getting we tried every single online job you can think of. None. None. Accepted us. This is during recessions, that shit is just real, folks. I mean, you may think just because your ass was able to get a job and all that during this horrible time and everything like that. Because your friends were able to get jobs and all that, and your, and your, and your folks nearby you were able to get jobs. It doesn't mean the people around everywhere else were able to get jobs, niece. No, uncle. What's, what we need to realize something. Unfortunately, it ain't about you. Your frame of reference, the way you see the world, isn't exactly how it is always. So it's because things are going well for you. Doesn't mean it's going well for everyone else. And that's why people don't seem to understand. There was a lot of real pain, and there still is. That's the thing. There's still a lot of pain going on. Clearly, because I'm homeless now. <laughs> now. You see the buildup? Fast forwarding a bit. Let's just speed it up now. It's fast forwarding a bit. Now, it's now mid. Um, in the middle of summer, and I was told to apply for unemployment the very moment we were got unemployed. The very moment we were laid off, our managers did all they could, and they sent us all this information, everything they could to get all of us supplying, all this blah, blah, blah. They, get, they gave us, they, they went ahead and picked up paper applications so we can go pick them up at the job if we needed them. Like, stuff like that was done. So I'm not gonna pretend like my like like my managers didn't try to, you know, try try to do something to help their help because they knew people needed money. It's very obvious people needed money. Hence why the unemployment system was created in the in the first place. Well, we'll get into it later. The unemployment system why it was created was was to keep was was to help you know prevent a revolution. By the way, like what what they mean by revolution was really like labor and people who were. You know, me and you who are working class people getting pissed off about the fact that, you know, these people like to hold the, the fact that they have jobs and they hold they, and they're giving us a paycheck over our fucking heads. And they do. And that whole bullshit, if you don't like this job, quit. It's such bullshit. I hate that frame because, bitch, you act like it's easy. Girl, it ain't. But whatever. Okay, we'll get into all that later. It's Like I said, all these things, my mind is so scatterbrained right now. So you get fish. Anyways. So they went ahead. My managers tried to take care of us in that regard. They did try to get us unemployment because they said, you know, there's some, you know, they pay into it, blah, blah, blah. This is, this is what the unemployment insurance is for. It's literally for this moment. So it is insurance and I get it. So I applied. And now it's, um, that was what, late March? Yeah, late March. And now it's like, um, 
it's uh, at this point now I'm talking about it's June not one unemployment nothing of unemployment messaging nothing nada zero not one letter from the unemployment office nothing I called them every day from March up until June because I needed the money Frankie I needed the money I need the money Frankie I need it um, <laughs> but I did. I mean, I have bills to pay. I have bills to pay, and I have my girlfriend to feed. Well, anyways, things get really bad now. I mean, I'm I'm. The moment the moratorium hit on the rent, I paid two months of rent even during the pandemic, even though I was not working. And all that up until June. But June was the day I said, I can't do it anymore. I, I cannot. I don't have any money coming in. My stimulus check w- went straight to pay my first month's rent. Gone, immediately depleted. Of the fucking, you know, the, during this crisis, you know, like of the first month during the scope of this crisis. Like, I, I, you know, I tried as much as I could in every regard. I've talked to my landlord and I tried. I worked out some payment plan and all. I'm like, look, I cannot pay you this much. Of like, you know, the four hundred percent now. Um, but can I pay this much now and stuff like that? Blah. She, you know, she has. We then blah blah blah. Once we start, we worked out that. We worked that out instead. See, if I had known that, see, if I had known what, 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 what had happened to me was going to happen to me, I would have never done what I had done. I would have said, fuck her, and just, you know, done with the eviction moratorium said, and like, no, girl, you cannot kick me out, so I'm not going to leave, girl. I'm going to stay my ass right here. Me and my girlfriend are, we were, we were living here for for years and years and paying rent for years and years in here and now you're gonna doing this shit to us and you're gonna act this way towards us when you know like mom choose this we did not choose to lose our job none of this was happened to us because we did something wrong by the way i did not lose my job because i did something wrong i did not break any husband any hot hotel rules hospitality rules none of that none of that instead what happened is the COVID-19 pandemic came in and took my job away from me. They took my job. You know that South Park episode, girl? That South Park, you know that South Park episode? They took my job. That's how I felt. I mean, like, COVID took my job. COVID took my job. But um, it did. It did take my job. The pandemic took my job. A natural disaster took my job away from me. I didn't do anything to take my job away. So COVID takes my job. And yet, no income. Zero. Nothing. And turns out that Florida has the worst unemployment system in the country. I didn't know that, of course. But no surprise, Florida's the worst in everything. (laughs) Number one of being the worst. We were always number one at being the worst. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Rick Scott. But yeah, we're still over here paying rent, doing whatever we can to pay rent, and doing all these things. But it's clearly untenable, and it's very obvious it's untenable. I cannot continue doing this. It cannot continue.
My family cannot stay here. So we go ahead and we decide, okay, it's time for us to move. It's time for us to move. So we come up with a big plan. It's a, it's a bold initiative. But it's stuff that we need to be doing. It needs to be done, we believe. First of all, we saw how COVID was being handled in Florida. I have type 2 diabetes. I catch COVID, I'm dead. That's how I, I feel. And it turns out I wasn't, it wasn't a bad <laughs> assumption because my other, you know, people who do get, all the people I know who have diabetes who have, have gotten COVID went into, went into comas. I don't want to be in a coma, girl. You can you can go deal with that. I'm not going to be dealing with any of that mess. That's on you. I'm not dealing with that. And that's why I fall the time. I'm getting out of here. Because right now, all these Miamians, all these Floridians are putting me in danger. On top of the fact that I'm just, I mean, I just can't survive here. I mean, there's, there's, there's nothing for me to do. I can't even get a job. So I got to go. My partner goes ahead and successfully was able to go ahead and was able to successfully get her mom to Portland, Oregon, which is a perfect what we could do. Her mom is now in Portland, okay? In Portland, Oregon, I, I said to myself, I mean, their numbers are low at the time and everything like that. I mean, things are fine. I mean, I see that their quality of life over there is significantly better. I mean, the minimum wage over there seems to be better. So... I can see from Indeed that all these other jobs pay more. I mean, m m starting my regular job at the hotel as a front desk agent, by definition, already paid more over here. Starting, I was like, what? I didn't even have to have an experience to be paid well here. <laughs> and can't turn to this hotel job. So I'm like, okay. In terms of what I was making back in Miami. That's what I'm saying comparatively. All these comparatives are being thrown in my face. I need to get, okay, girl, I'm going over there. And fast forward, fast forward. Taking up all of our money, all of the rest of our life that we had, selling our life away, everything, all of our possessions that we could, that we can have a value, sold. Went ahead. And take all that we can, you know, make sure we cleaned up our credit cards. Everything, we're starting our life fresh. Everything is going off fresh. Everything has to be brand new in terms of our debt, in terms of credit cards and all that. And we got to take up all of our savings, yank that shit out, and we got to do this. Now we're in Portland, Oregon. The complete other side of the country. We made it. We helped the family here. Unfortunately, things in Oregon are not necessarily the greatest either. <laughs> Turns out, if, you know, if, if it's a national crisis, if it affects the whole country. Who would have thought? Oopsie me. Turns out you can't run away from your problems either. So they just followed me, I guess. All the things followed us, and here we are. We're in Portland, and a lot of the same mess is still here. The family that we're moving to this house, we're never going to be the roommates, basically, of, 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 of my in-laws and all this, okay? 
we're going to pay rent. We pay the whole four months of rent for these for them because we have to do this. They're not working. You know, there's a national crisis of recession. I mean, this is how it is, okay? You know, she can't get a job. It wasn't easy, you know, moving from Florida over here. Oregon took forever. It took a whole year for them, for, for them to allow her to renew her her massage therapy license and now she could show she couldn't even become she's a massage therapist she couldn't even do massage therapy you know she's a massage therapist even during COVID by the way she tried to become a massage therapist you know so you know good on her for trying to make her money trying to get her coin but she tried people tried during this fucking crisis to put their fucking bodies out in the fucking line to go pay their fucking bills that's why I made that stimulus check um, podcast. I made that. That's why $600 worked me over. That's why I was so pissed off over the $600. I could not believe that they had the audacity to pass something like that, knowing that thing that people's lives are significantly worse off now than they were when they passed the $1,200. They now know. They see the pain, and yet they still were like, you know what, girl? Let's play politics with these people's lives. Let's be a mess and build mess on top of mess and be messy with the mess. But no. Let's just say this whole move was didn't improve our lives and things did not get better for her family and things like that. It can, and it turns on in the, in the economy, you know. They couldn't even get a job. It was just one person working. <laughs> it wasn't sustainable for the house. So when we came in, we contributed, and we still pulled up, and we did everything we called. And unfortunately for us, stupidly did not see the future ahead of us. And we used up as much of our, as of our savings that we had, <laughs> And from what we sold off of our life <sighs> to help and support this family and grow it and be with it and nurture it and grow along with it. Because we're going to be on this together. You know how Walgreens and all them bitches wanted to say, we're all in this together. All those commercials you saw, we're in this together. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we're all in this together. Okay, that's how I felt. We're all in this together. I swallowed that Kool-Aid so hard, girl. You shouldn't. I can't imagine. I swallowed that Kool-Aid so hard that it literally affected me and my personal life, girl. <laughs> That's how good propaganda is. But anyways. Thousands of dollars of our savings went into sustaining the family because we felt a certain amount of gratitude and thankfulness and, and wanting to see them succeed here. And after they're done, at the end of the day, they are giving us a place to lay our heads at night. They're giving us a roof over our heads. When COVID snatched the other one before us away from us. <laughs> so, you know, so, so we come, we're becoming more appreciative and become humbled about the situation and then she hits the fan. See, the problem is, is that once people get a little money in their pocket, people forget where they come from. And I know that fact 
But see, I didn't expect people to change within a week or two. See, I didn't know people were crazy like that, where they can just switch like that, that, that. Bitch, switch on every single flip. All it took was her to get a a nice little paying job where she gets a doctor's salary, basically. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, massage as a massage therapist, a job that paid what, like the the minimum wage of of of, of Portland over there back in Miami. <laughs> So she was competing against other people who was getting paid $14, $13 an hour doing the same job she was getting. And she was getting paid $16, $17 an hour. And she felt like she was superior to them. And so I never saw that coming. I never saw this because she's always above everyone else. I never saw that people always need to be above other people. I didn't see that other people don't see the pain of other people. They don't see what they are doing for you actively just because in that moment you disagree with them for once, everything goes out the window. That's why Donald Trump, I was never shocked by in the sense. When I look back on it now, when I look back on all this thing now, I was never shocked by him. It's because I had that growing up my whole life. It took me now to realize it that I was just being had and being duped my whole life. And that yes, your own family can be also part of the mess. They can be conning you. They can con you. And they can emotionally use you. They can emotionally drain you. And they can financially drain you. And they can go ahead and push forth and do all of these ideas and projects on a whim all of a sudden because they know that they don't even have to ask you for, to, to pick up the tab because you're going to offer to pick up the tab anyways because you're grateful. So sometimes I go ahead and, and like, let's say you want to go ahead and have some family over come over to visit, but not even have them a place to, to sleep, not even have them, a, you know, have a bed. But you know that the... The people who were just there earlier were taking care of every single one of your bills. And why wouldn't they take care of this one? They solved every single one of your problems before. Why won't they solve this one now? I've been the problem solver for far too long. That I did not solve my own problems. See, that's the thing. I solved other people's problems. I didn't solve mine. I didn't solve my my relationship problems. I didn't solve none of them. Just solved other people's problems. Making sure that they were okay. Making sure that they were afloat. And you know what? Even at the end of the day, she kicked us out. Knowing that we now are basically significantly worse than where we were when we were first here. Now I definitely don't have as much money as when I first got to fucking Portland. You're going to put me on the streets now? <laughs> now? Okay. See, people say hindsight is everything. And in hindsight, if I would have seen all this coming, would I have changed anything differently? Yeah, out of anger, I would say yes.
I would. In reality, I know myself. I wouldn't change a fucking thing. Even though I knew she would still kick me out. She wouldn't care she'd be kicking her own daughter out too. Because she's too prideful and will want to just do whatever she can. To protect her own pride and it means getting you out of the way. In her mind. I mean this is all going on in other people's brains. They will go ahead. <laughs> and forget everything else that you did. This is the thing. This lady on the, on the day that she kicked us out, threw us out on the streets, acting like we were the worst people on earth. The people who mistreated her like we were abusive. That we took for granted everything. That we were moochers. We made basic, she made us seem like it, we were basically moochers almost. That's how she was condescendingly coming to, to us. Because, you know, three weeks ago she got hired and started getting paid $45 an hour. You know, she's, you know, she's all cash, money, 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 money now. It was within a week the attitude changed. It was, it was incredible. She's never been paid that much ever in her life, ever seen a paycheck that big, ever. The first four or five days of her going back to work, she was going to quit. Because she didn't like doing physical work and labor and anything. Like she was so horrified of doing work, girl. Say anything about it anymore. I should have just stayed quiet. I didn't know who, who, whose ego was pumping. Did I, did I know all this positivity, all this goodness that I was trying to instill in this person's heart that we're going to use to stomp on me with? That they were going to become emboldened to become evil towards their own children? No. It's just what happened. And I still think, why can't I want her to suffer? Like, why can't I be angry that she put my girlfriend and I out on the streets? Because she did this to my girlfriend. At the end of the day, she hurt the person I love in this world. In a way, most people can't imagine by doing what she just did. This is a huge betrayal. Over nothing. Over nothing. Just the worst thing about it is that her brothers came out pointing out how this is all happening for nothing. It's the biggest tragedy of all. How easily a family can break up over nothingness. How easy. Other than the Trump family, actually, that, that, that's a nuclear family. Right there. Them bitches will never get split up. You know, incest is strong. The, the blood, whew, they kept the bloodline real, real short in that one. Okay, let me not go. I'm not getting to that. But, um, I can't see how I can ever have any ill feelings to the degree of hatred and want to see her suffer in the way that she made us suffer. I, could, I would never do this to another person. Even after what she did to me, I would never do this to her. I can't. I don't know why, I just can't.
And that's been my problem. It's because I, since I can't do this to other people, I assume other people can't do this to others. COVID has taught me a lot. I'm not going to lie. COVID has been a big benefit to me in terms of mental strength. I've gone to gone to, I've gone through so much trials in 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 life because of COVID-19 and the pandemic. I've gone through things I never imagined would would have I'd had to deal with, had dealt with because of COVID-19. As a result of a national crisis, I mean, it is real out here in this in these streets. I mean, when people say the struggle is real, the struggle is now literally real, in every which way, in every which way, and I sit here thinking to myself, things are just not going to get better if people don't want it to get better. That lady chose to not let things get better and things did not improve in many aspects. I mean, if, I mean, I will just say it straight up. If it wasn't for me, she would not have had the job. I had to get her her license renewed. Um, That's just a fact. I had to help her get her license renewed. Her boyfriend did nothing for her. He just sat there while she was, you know, struggling with this issue, with this issue. I had to be the one to get involved. I'm the one when she had food poisoning had to hold the bucket and hold her hair back and hold the bucket to her as she was puking her lungs out. As her stomach heaved and screamed, help me. I was the one there. Right there in that moment. Not her her boyfriend. No one, you know. It was me and my fucking girlfriend. The ones who were there for her the most is the one she decided to do this to. I get it, the house is packed and she decided to pack the house and all that and the people that she felt that she could easily kick out and do all these things is why she took out and I'm like, okay, it's fine, I get it. She felt like she needed to do what she needed to do. But now I'm homeless, bitch. Now I have to worry about where the fuck am I gonna sleep next week. Now my hand shakes whenever I see an email from a landlord replying to me, hoping, hoping, please let this be the one that accepts me. Please, please, please. I just, I just, please, please. Getting sick to my stomach when the phone rings and I see it's a landlord, it's the landlord coming back because I know I know it's going to be telling me that they found someone else. When I've been trying so hard to get a job over here, 
I'm doing everything I can. I go to, I'll go to every single hotel I went in the area to try to apply for jobs. Over here in Portland, I did it all. I still, I can't find a place where I can get a fuck, some form of income. And I'm still having to survive off of the savings that my, my beautiful partner and I were able to thankfully rack up over the years. We called it our emergency rainy day fund, and I never thought it would literally be the thing keeping us alive. I never thought that. I never thought that I would have to be surviving off this from a hotel room. But here I am. Here I am. Thankfully, I'm not in the streets. I'm not on the streets. And yes, everyone, I understand that right there, that difference. And the fact that I'm aware of that is the only thing that's keeping me. And the fact that I have my girlfriend near me is the only thing keeping me from losing my sanity. Because at the end of the day, I've never been in this situation before in my life. It's never been this bad. It's never been this bad. It is this bad now. I, I mean, I'm surviving. I'm, I'm having to eat McDonald's every day. <laughs> Do you know how stupid that feels? I love to cook. <laughs> I can't cook anymore. I don't have a kitchen. I wasn't constantly reminding myself that she's right next to me and that I'm not sleeping on a concrete floor right now under a bridge. That's my definition of hope. Right now, that's all the hope I have. That's hope when you're struggling. You take it day by day. If you get sick and worry about tomorrow all day, you won't survive today. It's one of those situations I've never been in in my life, but here I am. I'm going to make it. Because I have her. And I'm not under a bridge. <laughs>